Hello guys, welcome to another episode of Swinging a Miss in Green Country, where we'll try to swing at you with the latest in sports news, or we miss and swing another ballpark. I'm your co-host, Christopher Gomez. Besides me is my co-host and sports whiz. Please introduce yourself, boss. I'm Sam Hiller. We're back for episode number eight on a Saturday here in Tulsa. Uh, a lot to talk about today, a lot going on in basketball, especially NBA. We got the NFL draft coming up, and we already seen some trades going on. With the NFL draft with the 49ers, so we got a lot to talk about today, and it should be a lot of fun. Yes, definitely a lot to talk about. Uh, happy happy Easter weekend, y'all. Hope y'all are yeah. having a good one, and uh, let's get right into it, man. So start out the NFL. Uh, we have a new kind of change in the NFL season. We have a 17-game season instead of a 16-game season. Uh, Sam, what are your thoughts about this? Well, I don't don't love it because it's the owners making this decision and they're not the ones who are going out there and playing 17 games. Uh, I don't really understand why we're playing a 17-game season, honestly. I think 16 games is enough. So many guys get hurt already, and this is just another game thrown in there that for a lot mean a lot to a lot of teams uh, in divisions, really. I mean, it could, it could end up being like a tiebreaker scenario, and it could help with that. Honestly, there's not a ton of that in the NFL because it's only 16 games. Um, so I know the players aren't going to be too happy with it. And I bet that uh, week 18 now, I bet we'll see a lot of players sitting out because of it uh, due to injury and, or the risk of injury. So I don't love it. But, I mean, as a fan, I'm going to like it because it's going to be an extra game to watch. But Yeah, um, actually week 17. Um, Is there not a bye week? Actually, yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, definitely, uh, yeah, I don't agree with it. Because um, we're definitely going to see that one game. They're going to sit out yeah. more than likely unless they're in a tiebreaker situation. Then, obviously, they're going to go out. But that kind of sucks because, I mean, they're just going to get banged up for uh, an extra not, game. Yeah, for an extra, just to get in. Um, I mean, we know there's an extra playoff spot now. Um uh, and I, we saw it last year with Philadelphia and New York, how Philadelphia threw the game, and that mm-hmm. kind of cost New York their playoffs. But um, which I mean, it's not in Philadelphia. I mean, I, that's why I hate New York fans when they were like, "I'm mad at that." Like, nah, y- y'all had. I remember Stephen A. got on to him like, "Nah, if y'all wanted in the playoffs, y'all should have won the game." Like, yeah. Like, don't hate on uh, Doug Pier- Pearson for that. Like, mm-hmm. I might hate on Doug Pearson for what it is, but. I don't care about the New York Giants. Like y'all didn't make the playoffs because y'all y'all trash. Yeah, but um, I think they'll be better this year, though. Honestly, um, we'll just have to see what Daniel Jones. This is the year that he has to do good. He'll probably see a big jump this year because what he's been in the league for two years now. Uh, he's probably a little more comfortable in that system with Saquon Barkley, and also they got the addition of Kenny Galladay, and also the veteran Kyle Rudolph, who was formerly with the. Uh, Vikings for 10 years which he'll be a good veteran presence on that team and he can still catch the ball he can still block he can still run he may be older but he's still a really good tight end so I think they'll see an improvement with that team and I wouldn't be surprised if they make a run in that division you know he definitely has some weapons now yeah definitely especially in the weak division that is the NFC North mm-hmm. uh not the NFC North sorry uh, <laughs> NFC South right the East East NFC East um it's weak uh I mean, the only one there that has a run for the money is the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And even maybe then, Washington. Maybe Washington. Yep. Yep. Uh, the Eagles are for sure not going to be in. Nah. Um, but yeah, going back to the uh, seventeen-game season, um, you had a point there how like it was just one getting banged up. Um, I don't know. Um, some people are kind of like shut up and play. Like, nah. Like, can't really say that. Um, we'll just have to see. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see how it goes. Do you I mean, think it had anything to do with the fact they probably lost some money last year? Yeah, 100%. And so an extra game would 100%, bring yeah. in more revenue? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. What, everything that the that leagues are doing, it's because of that, uh, especially the NFL. It's crazy because, like, the NFL didn't really lose that much money last year. Mm-hmm. I think they were, like, the ones that lost the least money compared to, like, the NBA or the MLB. Because mm-hmm. um, the NBA, on top of not getting, getting uh, revenue, they had to – waste yeah. millions of dollars for, to make to that set up the bubble to set up that bubble um the nfl i mean we saw fans in the stands 
we saw fans in the stands when the thing was like it wasn't it wasn't at its prime bad but it was still pretty bad that fall um so i i definitely think it's because of the yeah anything that they're doing is because of the pandemic they're trying to get that money back so we'll just we'll just have to see um because i mean you already have like a, a nail biter in Packers and Chiefs. I mean, that's gonna, that game alone is going to bring you a lot of re- mm-hmm. revenue. Me, myself, I'm going to try to go. <laughs> that would be sweet. Yeah, me, myself, I'm, I'm going to try to go. So, like, right there, like, you're going to get your money. Um, and then when I'm there, like, I'm going to get myself, like, a little snack. I'm going to get myself a little overpriced hot dog. Like, maybe a jersey. Maybe get a- <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. not in Kansas City. Not in Kansas City. Not in Kansas City. Not a, not a Mahomes one. Not, not a Kermit one. All right, man. But, uh. I think this happened right after last week's podcast. Literally, like, the, yeah, like a couple minute, minutes. couple minutes after we left. Um, the 49ers, they basically traded away their future draft picks for the third overall pick in this draft. Uh, are, what are they doing? Are they, what do they see that we're not seeing here? Like, what's going on with the 49ers? Well, I think there there's a lot of talk that they may take Mac Jones at number three, which I don't agree with. He's definitely not. I don't think he's the number three or even the number two. I don't think he's number two quarterback in the draft behind. Well, actually, it would be number three do behind think, Wilson. Do you, do you think Justin Fields is getting disrespected? A little bit. I mean, there's articles out there about his work ethic, which I don't get. I mean, that kid, if you watch his pro day, he has all the talent in the world. He can spin the ball like nobody else. He looks super accurate. The arm strength is insane. And he can throw a spiral every day of the week. And then you look at a guy like Mac Jones, as Colin Cowherd said, he looks like he's never touched a weight room in his life. He can throw the ball, but let's not forget all the weapons that he had at Alabama. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, Trubisky may have been able to throw to those guys. Yeah. <laughs> they were wide open every play. But uh, Mac Jones is a good leader, but I don't think he's the number three overall player in the draft. I don't think he's the number three quarterback. And I think the 49ers will either take Fields or Trey Lance in that spot. Fields or Trey Lance? I definitely think it should be Fields. Um, Trey Lance, I don't know. Because um, Fields, he played in a tougher conference. Um, That's true, but he struggled some. He did struggle some. He did struggle some. But I found that under Kyle Shanahan, he'll, he'll, he'll rise. I think any quarterback under, <laughs> I agree. under that coach will rise. And I, I want to see Fields there. Um, I think there's a lot to him. Um, so what's overall like your top five picks? Everyone's saying that Kyle Pitts is the second pick instead of uh, – I think he could potentially be the best prospect in the draft. There's not every day you find a tight end who's 6'5", what, 240, who can run a 4-4-4. I mean, he, he has incredible DK ball Mac- skills. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's incredible ball skills. He can run for days. But uh, I think number one overall, obviously, Trevor Lawrence. The Jags have pretty much already come out and said that's the direction they're going. Number two is definitely Zach Wilson of the Jets. He had a great pro day. Um he reminds me a lot of Aaron Rodgers, honestly. The way he throws the ball, uh, his arm slot, the accuracy, his ability to move around in and outside the pocket. Yeah, Number don't, three. Don't be comparing rookies to that. I, I'm not comparing. Man, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I'm just saying he looks like him when he throws the ball. Nah, discount double check, man. Don't, <laughs> no, no. All right, but yeah, you do, do have a point, though. Um, so with the Jets, are they basically saying bye to Sam Darnell? You remember he was like, yeah. he was the third, second overall pick in not not that long ago, like two or three years ago. Yeah, I think they're definitely going to get rid of him. Um, I think they're going to move on. I don't think Sam Darnold's a bad quarterback. He just doesn't have much there. He didn't never had a good coaching staff. Um, and his confidence is probably down a little bit. I think they should give him another shot this year. Uh, it's a new coach, promising coach. Adam Gase was horrible. Um, yeah. So I, I think they should give him a, a shot this year. If he still does bad, then, then um, all right, they're going to draft a quarterback. It's, it's obvious. Um, but I, I think let Sam Darnell kind of do his thing for the first half of the season. If he's doing good, keep him on. If he's not, then then you go in uh, for, for yeah, probably Zach Wilson. I agree with that pick. I think he's going to be Zach Wilson. Yeah. He, I think what's going to happen is it, they're either going to get Zach Wilson or they're going to get either uh, Chase, Jamal Chase, Jamar Chase, or Pitts. And Pits. try to get Sam Darnell's weapons. Hmm. I think that could be another option. Um, that fan base would hate them if they don't take Zach Wilson or any quarterback for that matter. Because I don't think they like Sam Darnold at all. Sam Darnold, yeah. Last year he threw nine touchdowns and 14 interceptions. Yeah, well, 
the way I see it is like a, a receiver, the rookie year, um, they're going to do good or bad. Um, it just all depends on the quarterback. So we'll just have to see. I think they should go for that number one receiver they strapped. Let give Sam Darnell that that shot. And if he's bad, if he's bad, they're probably going to do just as bad uh, this season. And they're probably going to have a high pick in the drafting. Yeah, game. they probably and will. Then, then you then you go get that quarterback. Um, that's how I see kind of see it because. Pitts and Chase, I mean, their talents. Are yeah, really Jamar Chase. Jamar I think he's going to go number five to Cincinnati because he was with Joe Burrow in college, and Joe Burrow is really pushing. Well, who has the fourth pick? It's. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm drawing on blank right here. Uh, uh, the Falcons, the Falcons. Falcons. And they could take Chase or Pitts too. Yeah, uh, the, they're kind of like projected they take. Um, basically, the first five picks are going to be the quarterbacks or – yeah, and, uh, talent receivers. Um, but what about the Heisman winner? Where do you see him going? Obviously, he's not high, uh, like a lottery pick, a high lottery pick. I don't know what what they call it in the NFL. <laughs> in the NBA, that's how it is. In the high lottery, the first five picks. Um, where where do you see him going? Who won the Heisman again? I don't know why I forgot. The Bama receiver. Uh, oh yeah, 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 Devonte Smith. Devontae Smith. Um. I think you're going to see him in the top ten for sure. Um, I could see him going to – I'm going to say he could go to a place like Miami. I think he'll go six overall. I think they want to give Tua some more weapons, and I think he's going to be really good receiver in the NFL. He may be small, but uh, he can catch a ball and he can run like crazy, uh, and he'll be a good deep threat for that offense. So I think – They'll look to get two of some more weapons and see whether or not he can develop more yeah. in his second year. So, yeah, I think he'll go to the Dolphins at uh, number six. Or, the, or Detroit. Detroit, yeah, with Jared Goff. Yeah, I don't want to see his talents get wasted, though, in Detroit. I think that's, that's what would happen. We'll just have to see, though. Um, he's going to have to put on some weight, though. Yeah, he's I agree. He, and I can't talk. Like he's, <laughs> he's talented. He has talent, but he's got to put on some weight. Yeah, for really. sure. In order to make the NFL, that's why he's not a high pick, that high of a pick. Um, so yeah, definitely the first five picks, it's going to be quarterbacks and those two receivers. Um, we'll just have to see with the 49ers. Um, why did why do they want to trade it for a quarterback when they have Jimmy Pornstar G? <laughs> I like that nickname. Um, maybe they see something that we don't. I mean, he's deal he's dealt with a lot of injuries over his career, and maybe they're looking for more consistency. Honestly, I think the quarterbacks that they're looking at will be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. He just doesn't have the best arm, in my opinion. Um, I mean, he's not mobile at all. So. No. He's pretty accurate, but uh, there's not a lot of arm there. And I think they'll go Justin Fields, which has a lot more upside and a lot more potential, a lot more star power. Yeah. And uh, he's a better quarterback to build around at this point, I think. You still have George Kittle. You still have your weapons. You still have Debo, Debo Samuel. Mm -hmm. uh, you still have uh, Mope. It's like mustard. It's pronounced kind oh, of. Oh, Raheem Mostert. Mustard, yeah. You still have him. Um, your two running backs that took you to the Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, we'll just we'll just have to see with all that. Um, what about your Vikings, man? What do you want? Do you we want have to go offensive line. Uh, I want to see the trade up and get Panay Sewell out of uh, Oregon. He's supposed to be one of the best offensive line prospects we've seen in the past couple years. I would also like them to, if they don't get him, then I would like to see them get Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. He's a big athletic offensive tackle, and I think uh, he'll be really good. So I think we have to go offensive line. We need to get a tackle, especially after a Riley Reef left. You have to protect Kirk Cousins or else he will fold. He can't move out of the pocket. And I think that's the only way that we can win is to get a better offensive line. So we got to go that route. What about your Packers? Who do you want them to take or what position? I definitely want them to get a give Aaron Rod Aaron Rodgers that top receiver. Um, who knows if it'll happen? Because what about Devontae Adams? Yeah, no, he's our number one receiver. But I want another receiver. That, that, yeah, another receiver. Kind of have a Batman and Robin thing going. Um, if not him, then probably another O line. Because either another O line or another defensive player like a linebacker. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, obviously they're gonna go with uh, Kevin King. We still have uh, Alexander. I don't know about our safety situation. I think we just re-signed our safeties. Um, 
That's all linebackers that were kind of lacking ever since Clay Matthews left. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just have to see, though. Um, I definitely do want them. I could see them getting a linebacker from TU, Zayvon Collins. Really? He won the Nagurski Award for best linebacker in the country, man. He's real athletic, and he can fly. And I, that's a guy I could see them taking late in the first round. Yeah, I definitely see him going for a defensive player in the first round or maybe an O-line. Um, I don't know. We, we have to have a good draft, though, as simple as that, as, especially after the bomb show that we had last year. <laughs> we, need to, we need to get a good draft going. Um, not that Aaron Rodgers is leaving because um, we didn't do that much for agency. We didn't get much. All mm-hmm. we did was resign some players. Um, so we'll, we'll, just, we'll just have to see what yeah, with that being said, man, uh, let's move over to some college hoops. Uh, the final four, man, it's, it's here uh, today, finally. Uh, crazy Elite Eight in Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely final four. We have Gonzaga, UCLA, Baylor, and uh, Houston. Um, what surprised you? What, what surprised you out of that final four? Well, UCLA definitely surprised me. was the biggest surprise of, well, besides ORU. I think they were the biggest surprise of the tournament. Just because they were an 11 seed, they're in the uh, playing game against Michigan State, and they came back and beat them, and then they beat everybody else that they played. And I didn't think they were that good of a team coming in. Watch, like watching them earlier in the season, I didn't think they were that good. So it really surprised me that they came in, especially that they beat Michigan, um, which who is a one seed in the tournament. Also, Houston making it surprise me. I think they had a little bit of an easy road to get there as a two seed. They had some upsets go their way. Um, to where they could play easier opponents. Um, I don't think they'll do anything in the Final Four. I think Baylor will probably run right through them. And I think Gonzaga will do the same with UCLA. So I think that's definitely going to be the championship game. And uh, I think we'll see Gonzaga come out on top. But uh, Baylor will definitely give them a run for their money in the championship game, I think. Yeah, definitely UCLA is like the, the shocker. Because, um, I mean, they – and. They faced good teams. They faced Alabama. They faced uh, Michigan, who was a number one seed and were favorites to make the Final Four. Um, some people had them making making the championship and winning it all. Um, and I, I understand why. I'm in Michigan. They have their head coach of the year. Um, I forgot his name. Jawan Howard. Jawan Howard. Um, they have him. So I, I, I don't see why. Uh, I saw why everyone had them as favorites. But, man, UCLA is just playing – surprisingly good basketball they're efficiently they're a high scoring team they're kind of like the nets yeah of college basketball like they can score outscore you in uh high points because their defense is kind of lacking but that's just how it is um and yeah not gonzaga uh, i saw them against usc they just they play perfect basketball their offense mm-hmm. is literally their defense they went on a seven eight oh run against usc and they cannot be stopped. They can get buckets anywhere. They do not let the ball stick. They do not. Um, they pass. The passing is perfect. Their ability to get to the buck, to the rim. Timmy, Timmy's an NBA, future NBA player. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Um, the way he's footing everything, the way he can post. And, and I think Gonzaga's a real number one. I think they're the champions, honestly, at this point. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, just that, that simple, they just played – Beautiful basketball, just not letting the ball stick. A kind of a reminder of the 2014 Spurs when Greg Popovich got them all uh, going, um, and they won the championship that year. Um, so I definitely think Gonzaga can do something. Yeah, I don't think there's a weak link on that offense. That Everybody offense. can score from anywhere, and Anyone it's just play. really hard to stop. Yeah. I think so far OU probably played them the best out of anybody in the tournament. And OU lost by 20. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's like um, – USC, I mean, they couldn't do anything uh, offensively. And, um, like, yeah, like I said, their offense is their defense for Gonzaga. Um, I think UCLA, they're just going to have to keep up with them in order to get a shot at this, at this game. Uh, but they're going to have to set the pace early. They can't fold in the first mm-hmm. half and then try to come back in the second half. Yeah, there's no coming back against Gonzaga. They're yeah, going to have to stick with them the entire time. Stick with them the entire And I just don't see that happening. No. I, don't, I don't see that happening. Um, Baylor, yeah, their defense is really good. Mm-hmm. I think they're the only team that can stop Gonzaga, in the, which is the championship game. I think that's the only team that can stop Gonzaga at this point. Their defense is really good. Uh, they can produce. I mean, that's that's how they beat. Uh, what did they beat in the Elite Eight? 
Baylor. Baylor, yeah. Um, crap, who was it? Uh, it was, I can't remember. Was it? Arkansas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they beat Arkansas 81 to 72. Yeah, they're beating. They beat everybody pretty handily. Yeah, they, they beat everyone pretty handily. Um, yeah, I, I saw that Villanova game, Baylor Villanova in the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was it was Baylor, just their defense was too good. Um, and then it caused Villanova to force up shots that just they're not comfortable with. That's what Baylor does. They're, they force you to, to put up shots that you're not comfortable with. Um, and then they're able to, to score off that. Yeah. Um, and that's with uh, their backcourt not, not doing too high, I heard. Um, they're two guards. Yeah, those those two NBA guards, two, three. They have three guards that would probably go to the NBA. Um, well, not three guards, but three players that will go to the NBA. And they're all they're all three going to have to step up if they want to beat Gonzaga because they're good. Um, as Baylor, as a team, shoots 43% from three-point, which is just unheard of. And those shots are going to have to fall if they want to beat Gonzaga. And, they're probably going to have to make a lot of threes in order to outscore them. Yeah, because, I mean, Gonzaga, they can they can get two easy buckets and they can also make find easy threes. It's just, it's just crazy, man, on how open they get, how how easy they make it look. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Like, we're seeing really good basketball from Gonzaga. I personally, I think I, I had them winning it all when I filled out my bracket. I still do. Um, I, I really – see them unstoppable yeah i don't think there's not much going to change there um, yeah definitely we're going to have some good games today um hopefully hopefully they're good and in our tournament that we have the 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 tournament i believe who's in the lead right now i think it may be my brother uh, <laughs> i forgot to fill out a bracket for uh yes our league <laughs> i thought it automatically transferred yeah I'm, oh max is in second yeah Crazy. I don't know who that is in first. It's a Lowe's 82, Easy PN. Love that, bro. That's <laughs> a nice name. No Dang, it's a 94.1%. Yeah. Dang. Shout out to whoever that is. Yeah, <laughs> if you win it, man, I'll, I'll give the shout out to you. Uh, and just DM me. Uh, it just all depends, though. If Baylor doesn't make it, I think that loses it. Yeah. If anything, Max wins it because I'm too low. I'm way too low to, to win it. I didn't even, I'm at zero. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Max, what does he have? Yeah, he has Gonzaga. And he picked USC. No, no, he picked Kansas. Um, who does he have in this Final Four? Yeah, he had Michigan in this Final Four. Ah. And Illinois. Yeah, so. Yeah, but I think me and Max have Gonzaga winning it. Yeah, I do too. Um. So, and then Jeff, man, he had, he had Michigan winning it. Nah, he's <laughs> nice child, though, man. But, nah, Michigan was I, – I, I called it. I thought I was happy. I was like, yeah. finally, something in my bracket was right. Like, something, <laughs> something fell through for me. Because my bracket was toasty. Yeah, was not much went right for me. The only thing I got going is Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah that's it. Gonzaga and Baylor. That's mm. it. Because um, I had Illinois in my Final Four. They, I did too, and I had them in the championship game. I think I had San Diego State going to the Final Four. They <laughs> oh, no. And so, yeah, it was, it was bad. Um, but, yeah, so moving on from college hoops to the pros, NBA. Uh, a lot going on. Marcus Aldridge going to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, everyone saying that, oh, like, what do you feel about this with Blake Griffin and Marcus Aldridge? How, do you, how does this make them look? How does this – I don't know how you stop them now. They can score from the perimeter. They can score from the elbow. They can score from anywhere. Three-point line. Uh, you got Harden, Kyrie, and maybe Kevin Durant will come back sometime soon if he will uh, stay off Instagram <laughs> and stop. He needs to get off of social media, in my opinion. He he talks way too much, and it's just it's ruining his perception in the way he will be percepted or perceived whenever he – gets out of the NBA and kind of how he'll go forward as a legend. But going back to the Nets, um, I just don't see how you stop him at this point. Blake Griffin, he's shown some really good signs with them early. And now you got LaMarcus Aldridge, who may be old, but he can still score, and he'll definitely be a better veteran presence. I mean, all those guys have been all-stars in their career. And they have a really good bench, too. Uh, They still have DeAndre Jordan, and they have Joe Harris and guys like that. 
Um, but yeah, I just I don't see anyone stopping them and beating them once it comes time to postseason. What is your in the East? Uh, what are the top kind of like uh, what's it called top challengers for the Nets right now? Well, I think you got to look at Philadelphia, of course. Um, when they get Joel Embiid back. Yeah, uh, Milwaukee. They're up there, but they're not going to be – I don't think they're going to be much of a challenge. But the East is weak. Like, yeah. I'm looking at it right now, and the Hornets, they're the four seed, and they're two games above 500. Yeah, and that's without LaMelo, too. That's how it is. Now Atlanta's back in it. They're the five seed, one game over 500. So my sleeper team – I just it, don't see any challenge. My sleeper team for the East is the Heat. That, they, they I look, like that. They look really good with Victor Oladipo. I like Victor that. Oladipo's looking really good. Victor Oladipo, of all people. Um he looks. He looks really good. They look really good. I, I see them going far. They're like I said. They're my sleeper. I don't see them going back to the finals. Though. No, I don't. No um, way they beat Brooklyn. No, there's no way. Um, the Celtics, <laughs> man, just call it a season. It's, it's, <laughs> I agree. It's done. Just, if you make it to the playoffs, okay, good. But yeah, they're going to make that eight seed, but they're why, not going to go anywhere from that. Like what you said, eight seed. Why are you an eight <laughs> seed? Like, no one's injured. No one is like. I don't know. Do you think – is Brad Stevens' job kind of like in trouble? Is he in trouble? I think so. I mean, he has all those players, and they're in the eight seed, one game under five hundred. It's ridiculous. Uh, I know he has a reputation for being a really good coach. Obviously, you go back to what he did in college at Butler. Uh, he took that team in the championship game against Duke. Um, and he's done some good things in the NBA as well. But with all that talent, they should be a lot better. And I think his job definitely will be in jeopardy by the end of the season if they don't turn things around really quick. Yeah, they need to. They're showing no signs of it, though. Losing to Dallas, and then who else did they lose to this week? Uh, let's see. I'm not sure. Boston. They beat Houston. No, yes, last night, but that's not, really that's not anybody. Um, I know they lost to the Mavs. They're pretty bad, too. They lost to New Orleans. New Orleans. As yeah. well. And New Orleans is losing another bad team that's losing bad. Yeah, and they should. That, those are two similar teams for me because they have so much talent, but yet they're just hovering right around that 500 mark, and they uh, can't quite make that jump. Um but, yeah, I just I, – I don't know what's the deal with Boston. I mean, they lost to New Orleans. Jason Tatum had 34. You look, Kimball Walker had 23. But they just have nothing else. So that's what it looks like to me. They just – their role players aren't good. Evan Fournier, who they recently traded for, he played 33 minutes and had zero points. I yeah. think he was, like, the first player to go 0 for 10 in his team's debut. Uh and yeah, they just they have to have more production from the guys around them. Basically, a, a better bench is yeah. what you're saying, like yeah. better bench players. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I was just with the Celtics. They something's got to happen because I like the Celtics. Um, uh, I like it. I don't know. I like I choose them over the Lakers if I have to bandwagon yeah. or anyone. Like I really do like the Celtics, but it's just not looking good. Um, so, with that being said, uh, obviously the Lakers made another move. Uh, they got Andre Drummond in order to kind of face that Brooklyn team. Does this give them a shot to make them to the finals? Yeah, I think it definitely helps them uh, being able to get to the finals. I don't think they'll win the finals at all. I just It's not their year. Um, they've had to deal with injuries. I, but I just don't, I don't know that they can beat Utah or Phoenix. I think they can beat the Clippers. But... Just the way they've been playing recently and the way Utah and Phoenix have been playing, I just don't know that the Lakers could do it. I mean – Don't forget the Nuggets. Yeah, you're right about that. They're, they're a sleeper team, and they're really good. They have a really good starting lineup, and they're 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. But Destroying then, the Clippers. Yeah. And then you look at the Jazz. They're 9-1 and one in their last 10 games, and they, they've won eight straight. They're not showing any sign of slowing down. So, I think they're going to carry that momentum. They have a lot of playoff experiences they've lost in the past couple of years, so I think maybe that will fuel them. And obviously they have Devon, uh, Donovan Mitchell, who always has a chip on his shoulder, yeah. so you can never count him out. So I just – I don't know that I see the Lakers even going to the finals. I mean, if they get LeBron back, 
you never know what's going to happen because he, never know, he led the, Cleveland to the finals back when they had Zydrunas yeah, Elgowskis. That was when the East was really weak, though. Yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, the West is, is packed. It's loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, not the Warriors. <laughs> I'm happy to, Terrible. Say, to see that. They, man. they, they lost, lost by 60. 60 to the Raptors. Raptors aren't <laughs> good. They're not a good team this year. And they lost by 60. That's, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so the Warriors, I'm happy. <laughs> Kind yeah. of a payback. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And they, their run did not last as long as I thought it would. No, it didn't. Um, I thought I thought the dynasty we were going to mm-hmm. see. And, and no. Just yeah, I thought they were going to be good for like 10 plus years. But you saw the injuries and then Kevin Durant leaves. Yeah. And then you got like all the drama with Draymond Green. And um, it just kind of fell apart. Yeah. Um, so we're not seeing it. And then apparently rumors are saying that Steph Curry wants to go to LA. Oh my gosh! <laughs> There's gonna be some super teams. Yeah, super teams battling out. I mean, yeah, after how Brooklyn is forming, yeah, it's hard not to beat them. Um, but yeah, definitely we'll have to see what's going on there. Um, then what else? Um, Do you think super teams are good for the NBA or bad for the NBA? I don't. I look at it because I look at that year, that first year that KD went to the Golden State Warriors. There was no competition. They yeah. blew. They blew by everyone. The playoffs. Seventy-three nine. The playoffs were were horrible to watch because they were just blowing out everyone. I think they swept everyone until they got to the yeah Cavs. until they got to Cavs and yeah. the Cavs just got them one. That's it. Like that was the only game that they lost, and then they just ended up winning it. Like I was whack. Like it was just, the, it gives you no motivation to see the NBA. I agree. And then the next year, they did sweep the Cavs. Um, they did get some competition, I believe, from Houston. They went to a seven-game series in the Western Conference Finals. Um, but, yeah, they ended up winning it. They ended up winning it all again. And the year after that, I mean, if KD doesn't go down, they probably win it again against yeah. Kawhi and the Raptors. But KD went down. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, Kawhi got his chip. Um, I think last year was a really good year for basketball because um, everything was balanced. I mean, mm-hmm. you, had Paul, you had Kawhi with Paul George. You had Westbrook with Harden. Um I mean, Katie and Kyrie were out, so the Nets weren't relevant. Um, you had Boston. You had the Raptors. Raptors were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you had uh, you had the Lakers. Uh, you had the Jazz. You had the Nuggets. You had all those teams. You had the Heat coming out. You had the Bucks coming out. I mean, it, it was basically all all it was a battle in the bubble, and mm-hmm. it was good to see. I liked that. Um, now we're now. I mean, look at us. We're basically saying Brooklyn's going to come out of the yeah. East. Like, like if if a team gives them one game, then dang, like you did good, like because Brooklyn's gonna make come out of the East. The West is the only kind of competitive side I see, mm-hmm. and that's if like those teams don't fold in the playoffs because you just never know. Which I don't think they will. I mean, look at the Jazz and Nuggets series last year. It was one of the best playoff series we've seen. Jamal uh, Jamal Murray and mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell going at each other. Now you you have Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. is like evolving more mm-hmm. as a player, becoming more of a star. Um, and then also with the Jazz, I mean, Donovan Mitchell's also rising up. Mike Conley's fitting in that role way better. Rudy Gobert is just defensive monster, um, can score buckets in the paints, and, and they c- they're a good sh- three-point shooting team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can't wait for the playoffs. Um, I think they're going to be good. The West is going to be really good. I honestly think the East is just going to be the net. It's just gonna be looking at the Nets, seeing what they do. Yeah, it's I don't. It's gonna be walking apart for them. Because the Bucks, no, I don't, they have no shot. Um, the the role players aren't doing much. Uh, I think the only one that's that's stepping up is Chris Middleton. Everyone disrespect. I don't like that. Chris Middleton de- delivers. He yeah, he's really a good, good. He's a really good player. He's a really good second player. I don't know. Like people really disrespect him like that. Like, oh, he's not even a second player. I think he is. He's a really good second player. I agree. Um, he's doing more than Drew Holiday. Yeah, he's... They got Drew Holiday to, to be that second player, and he's not doing anything. Chris Middleton's performing way better than him. So I, I give it up for Chris Middleton. Because um, basically with the Bucks, I, they, they have Giannis has to develop a shot. And with mm. the Bucks, they have to find a new game plan because if Giannis can't make easy buckets uh, running up the paint and going to the basket, then they're bad. Especially yeah. if the Bucks were to make it to the finals and they ran into the Lakers. I mean, not the Lakers, uh, Utah. Yeah. Giannis didn't even be able to drive on Rudy Gobert. No. 
No, no. He's going to get swatted every time, and he's going to have to kick it out, and their other players are going to make shots. And I don't think they have enough players around them to make shots. Yeah. So I think if you – you can't rely on Giannis because he's kind of one-dimensional. Yeah. All he can do is drive to the rim and use his uh, length to score. He's got to develop an outside shot, like you said, or yeah. they're going to be no good. And that's what the Bucks do. They just rely too much on Giannis. You see it, like – it's just they give Giannis the ball and he just runs to the basket and I'm like nah like it's mm-hmm. yeah I gotta do something um, so I don't see the Bucks making too much noise in the East uh, the 76ers Doc Rivers is changing that team they're really good um, just shows how good Doc Rivers was I don't think he should have got fired from the Clippers yeah uh, I don't think he should have gotten but you know that's th- things happen if John Embiid comes back I think they can give Brooklyn a run I think that's the only team I see giving Brooklyn a run for their money that's yeah th- that's the only team I see um, but like I said, at the end of the day, I think Brooklyn's going to come out of it. Yeah, for sure. Because you got Kyrie, KD, James Harden, and now you have LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin, who apparently they look good now. <laughs> they look good now. So, yeah. So they, Blake Griffin seemed to be playing with a lot more energy. I, I saw in the highlight the other night, uh, he was playing against Detroit, <laughs> and he had a like one of his first dunks with uh, Brooklyn. He was staring down the Detroit bench. So I think there's a little bit of a rejuvenated energy from Blake Griffin after being in Detroit and being hurt for so long. Now he feels like he can go and win his first championship, and he's probably a lot more excited to be a part of that team than he was in L.A. or uh, with Detroit. Yeah, um, so definitely we have that to see. Yeah, I just I have Brooklyn winning it. Um, I, I, what's your new finals predictions? I'm going to go – Brooklyn and Utah. Brooklyn and Utah. I think Utah, they've, they've got it all this year. They've got it put together. Um, the Lakers, I think, match up with them a little bit better with the addition of Andre Drummond, which he's known as a rebounder. Yeah. So he'll be able to compete with Rudy Gobert a little bit more. But I just think Utah's really good this year. And like I said, Donovan Mitchell is going to have that chip on his shoulder. they got all the pieces around him. Mike Conley is going to provide that veteran leadership. And... Yeah, I just really like them defensively, too. Uh, the Lakers can't score the ball as well as they have in the past, so I think them playing sound, fundamental defense and having Rudy Gobert in that middle will uh, lead them to the finals. I have the Clippers. Clippers? Clippers Nets. Ah. Mostly because, man, the Clippers, they have to do something this year. They do. I just don't trust them. They, they, ha- they have to do something this year. Um, if not, then it was a bust. And they have no future. I mean, they mortgaged the farm for mm-hmm. to get Kawhi and Paul George there. Um, they have no – I mean, you saw it in the trade deadline. They had nothing to offer to get a good point guard. They had to trade one of their role players to get Rondo. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just – and then Kawhi has an option to leave this summer if he wants to. Uh, I think he will uh, if, if they don't win. If they don't win, he will, uh, which isn't fair. I mean, you're the one who made a mortgage the farm to get mm-hmm. Paul George. Um, so, yeah, I think they have to do something. Uh, at least make it to the Western Conference Finals. I know. Actually, they've got to make it to the finals at this point. Yeah. I don't think a Western Conference Finals appearance is good enough anymore. Me that was That was last year. This year, you have to make it to the finals. Um, there's no there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, I don't know. I, I, you, already, you, you already know that Kawhi's going to do good. He always does good. He always performs. That's, he's a superstar. Um, playing the simple, it's Paul George. It's Paul George. He has yeah, I agree. He's, he has to step up, and especially with the injury, I just don't see it happening. He had the uh, shoulder injury, I think, when he was with the Thunder, and he wasn't the same after it. Yeah. And he just doesn't perform well in the playoffs. And, again, I just view the Clippers as one of those teams that will make it to the playoffs, but they can never finish the deal. I mean, you look at back when they had – Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Jordan in their prime, and they couldn't get past the second round of the playoffs. With that team, they should have been a lot better. And, um, yeah, I just think they're one of those teams that just can't get over that hump, and I just don't see it this year either. Uh, I see it um, most because of that. I mean, it's it's never and never. Yeah. Um, and I think that's going to fuel them. I could be wrong, like I said. I mean, watch them lose the first round at this point. Like We, we never know. But – yeah, definitely the NBA. I mean, playoffs are kind of coming in the horizon. I can't wait. It's going to be really good. Yeah, um, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see. Um, hopefully this is a good playoffs. 
because it's looking like the era of Brooklyn is coming up. So, so I'm feeling that with Brooklyn fans, like, even if y'all don't win it this year, like, there's nothing to worry about, man. You guys are gonna be yeah. good for the next three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll definitely win it one of those years for sure. They'll, yeah, they'll win it. Like, I think James Harden's gonna get his ring. Yeah, he, I agree. I think he's gonna get his ring. Um, it's just that this year, I think, is the year that they has to happen though for them because you have all this momentum, you have all this charge. Because um, if anything, because next year teams are gonna teams are gonna find a way to beat you if you win or not. Teams are gonna find a way to beat you this summer. Mm-hmm. Playing that because with this year, everyone's off guard because I mean they got James Harden during the season, mm-hmm. and everyone like the rest the rest of the league kind of took it by surprise like whoa okay, like, this is what we're doing now? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so I find that this season, um, when you have teams kind of off guard with that, is when you go out and get it. Because, like I said, next year and the years after that, I mean, they're going to try to find ways to beat you. Yeah. Uh, Especially LeBron. Um, still has, what, two or three years? Yeah. Good years left in the league. Mm-hmm. He's He's going to do something. He always does something. It's L.A., so. I wouldn't be surprised if he's got more than two or three years. He'll probably try and do what Tom Brady's doing. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I mean, over here making Space Jam 2. Did you see the trailer for that? Yeah, I saw the trailer. It, it looked decent. Like, yeah, it didn't look bad, but right, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'll see it. It looked more catered towards kids. But uh, I'm going to go see it. Um, I'm going to go see I've it. I've never even seen this first Space Jam. Uh, you can't be saying that. You can't be saying that in the, on the air. Yeah, i, I got to see the first one first. You can't be saying that. I mean, you've never seen the first Space no. Jam. No. Why? I don't know. It's a classic. What? <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen it. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, you're... Come on. <laughs> you're just sleeping. Uncultured. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, yeah, NBA. So, MLB, man, yesterday was... Or Thursday was opening day. Uh, it's good to see it. Good to see uh, baseball coming back. For sure. Uh, what was... What did you take out of it? From opening day. Well, from a personal standpoint, I took from it that the Cubs, they got to get together. They don't know how to put the ball in play. They take too many first strikes. They take too many pitches. They watch a ball go right down the middle. They don't swing. They wait till they get two strikes, and then they get a curveball or some. Uh, they'll get a breaking pitch, and they swing and miss. They just they can't hit. It looks like Chris Bryant is kind of defeated at the plate right now. His confidence is down. Jason Hayward was over four with three strikeouts. Nothing new for Cubs fans, as uh, he's really disappointed in his tenure with the Cubs. We paid him big money, and he's really good defensively, as he's won a couple Gold Gloves with us. But offensively, he's not been that player that he was in Atlanta, or even in St. Louis. He was better in St. Louis uh, offensively. Um, I don't. I don't think our pitching staff's gonna be that good this year. I think really our best player at this point is still Anthony Rizzo, but um, we have to we have to get another starter and more bullpen if we want to compete. I think, and I think your Cardinals looked really good. Yes. Uh, they scored eleven runs against yeah. Cincinnati in their first game. Uh, I think we got six runs in the first inning. Yeah, really good, really good. Um, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado—that's the best first base, third base combo in the league, probably. Nolan Arenado is showing good. I mean, showing good. Su- Basically good uh, signs that we traded for him, mm-hmm. and it's looking like a good trade. Yeah, he's he's one of those players that's going to perform Definitely. pretty much every year. I, I'm happy. I'm really happy with what I'm seeing from the Cardinals. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think we can – I don't think we can make it to the World Series. Um, maybe, you never know. Uh, I don't think we'll win it this year, though. I think we, yeah. s- we still have some pieces left I there. think Yeah, I think they need more starting pitching. Because in that Cincinnati, yeah, our pitching, I mean, they're just throwing way too many balls, way too many crazy low balls. Um, walking, I think, Friday's name Castillo. He walked like two guys in the same in a row. Um, I was not happy about that. <laughs> that was, and I mean, it was a team against the Reds. I, I believe it was the sixth inning. Uh, they had uh, bases was loaded, and they could not. They could not do anything. The Reds could not do anything on that. Um, we got a double play out of that, which got it got him out. Um, and yeah, like that, that was one kind of our. Uh, our offense stalled. Um, it was when we let Cincinnati get six runs on us. And uh, I wasn't happy. I was like, man, come on, guys. Like, <laughs> let's get it together. Um, so, definitely, like, it was a good win, but definitely a lot to learn from. Because, I mean, the Reds, they're looking like they're not going to be a good team at all yeah. this, this year. Um, and, they, yeah, if they couldn't 
get really any hits. They couldn't do much um, offensively. Um, so, yeah, we'll just have to see. They play again today, so we'll see what happens. Um, see who they have in the bullpen for this for this game. Um, what about the Yankees, man? Uh, is Aaron – what's his name? Aaron Judge? Aaron, Aaron Judge, Aaron yeah. Judge is, is he overrated? I've always said that he's overrated. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year he hit 250 with – Nine home runs. Yeah, he has a lot of power, but there's also a lot of swing and miss in his game. There's a lot of holes in his game. He's good defensively, but I've always said that he's been overrated. You know, ESPN just likes to post him on Instagram because he can hit the ball 450 feet. But um, it's more about what he's doing when he's not hitting the ball out of the ballpark. He's not putting the ball in play at a high enough rate that I would like if I was a coach. And I think the key – today you know everybody wants to focus on launch angle and hitting home runs but i like more the old school style of baseball get on base hit singles hit move, the runner. Yeah, move the runner you know everybody just wants to swing yourself mm-hmm. you saw that you see that a lot um they get out but the runner uh, moves up a base um, you know especially when you got guys today that most pitchers throw 95 miles an hour and above a lot of them 97 98 even 100 so i think you have to have a shorter approach at the plate, but everybody just wants to swing for the fence, and I don't think that's how you should play. And also in the Yankees lineup with Sean Carlos Stanton, there's also a lot of swing and miss there, but a lot of power. But they got to hit the ball in order to use that power, and there's just a lot of holes in both of their swings. I like the Yankees. I think they'll be good, but I would like to see those two put the ball in play a lot more. Yeah, I agree with that. I saw that in uh, Nolan Arenado for the Cardinals. Um, he would just he would swing at it crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, he struck out um, three times, like, and that was just him swinging, trying to get that that ball out of mm-hmm. the park. Um, so I agree with that. With like kind of like those high role players, those high viewed players, mm-hmm. that's just trying to. That's how they play is um, trying to get the ball out of the, out of the park. Um, you see it with Mike Trout. I believe he struck out too in his game in his debut. Um, and what, what's your opinion on Mike Trout? I think he's the best player in the league. Um, he even said before the season started that he worked on his swing a lot more, which I don't know how he even could. Um, uh, his kind of fault has always been that he can't hit the high fastball, but uh, he seems to have flattened out his swing a lot more. His swing is one of the shortest and most compact in the game, and that's what I like about him is that he doesn't try to overswing, and yet he can still hit the ball out of the ballpark like anybody else. Um, it's usually a line drive. He's one of the fastest players. He's one of the best defensively, too. He just does it all. And I think he's the best player in the league for sure. And um, I would like to see him get out of uh, Los Angeles, but he won't anytime soon because he signed that big deal. But I would like to see him get out of Los Angeles and go to a bigger market team. Like the Dodgers. Yeah, like Dodgers and Yankees. Yeah. Or even uh, Chicago Cubs. Uh, that would be real nice, ah, but yeah, yeah. that's a high price to pay. Chicago White Sox, yes. <laughs> they don't need him. They're going to be just fine without him. Um, don't worry, man. There's always a spot in the Cardinals for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, do, you, do you see him winning anything with Los Angeles? I mean, he signed like a 10-year deal, so maybe further along down the line. But this year, no. I mean, they did sign Anthony Rendon, who is one of the best – third baseman in the league but again they still don't have the pitching that they need which has always kind of been the problem there they don't have that frontline starter who can go out and win 20 games for you in a season or win a Cy Young award they don't have that and that's what they need they don't have a great farm system right now so I don't see them doing much in the near future but I think they'll probably be over 500 this year and they could make the playoffs but I don't see them um winning anything from it. What about the Mets, man? They just signed that. Uh, Lindor. Lindor. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> for that crazy contract. Um, and everyone's talking about the Mets, how they could possibly yeah. be a sleeper. What, what's your view on the Mets? I like the Mets a lot. Uh, they have the best pitcher in the league, Jacob deGrom. I mean, the dude is filthy. He's disgusting. He throws 100 miles an hour, and he can do it consistently throughout the game. He has a 90-mile-an-hour slider. Uh, that's just unhittable, and I think he'll win the Cy Young Award again. Um, again, they got Lindor, signed him to a 10-year, $341 million deal. Uh, he's one of the best shortstop in the league, good defensively. He's a switch hitter. He's got power. He puts the ball in play. 
and he can do it all. And they also have the one of the best first basemen in the league in Pete Alonso, who hit 50-plus home runs in his rookie season, which is kind of unheard of. I mean, that's really impressive. He has crazy power. So I think they have a lot of pieces there to build around. And I really like the Mets heading into this year. I think they'll be good, and they'll be real good in that NL East. That was Sam Miller, everyone, with your baseball knowledge. Uh, <laughs> you can see why I got him here. Uh, yeah, definitely agree with that. Uh, we'll just have to see what, what the Mets have. Who do they? Who do, who's in their uh, division? The NL East. There's Philadelphia, who I think they're kind of overrated too. Just because they have Bryce Harper. Yeah, and yeah, I've I always think thought Bryce he's Harper, overrated. Yeah, Bryce Harper was. Overrated. He is. Like literally, uh, the year that he left is when the Nationals won the. Mm, I know. Series. That's what I'm saying. Like. Then you have Atlanta, who oh, I think is really good. They're underrated, too. They have Acuna, Ozzy Albies, and Freddie Freeman. I mean, that's an unbelievable top three. They have Max Fried, who's the number one starter. Uh, I love watching him pitch. He's electric. He's an electric lefty who has all kinds of good stuff from the mound. Um, but I really like Atlanta. I think people still sleep on them. They made the NLCS this year, and I think they could make the World Series this year. I think they're that good. So, okay. So, obviously, we're going to end it with a little uh, kind of controversial statement. Uh, not statement, but, like, views. So, obviously, the Texas Rangers, they're going to allow a max capacity on April 6th, I believe, mm-hmm. um, for their first home game. What's, what's your views on that? What's your opinion on that? I mean, you do have vaccines and stuff coming out now. So, I think as long as everybody wears a mask and they kind of regulate it, then it's probably okay. But I don't think that they will regulate it. No, from what um, I hear in this Texas, is, if nobody really wears a mask down there, so I, heard, I think they need I, I to heard regulate. If, if you do wear a mask, that makes fun of you for it. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, yeah, so I don't think it's the best idea yet. I think eventually we can get there, maybe by the end of the season. But opening at full capacity right away, I just don't really agree with it. I think maybe you should have to test pot. I mean, negative for COVID, um, or at least not have any symptoms of it, or have a vaccination. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't think, I think it's a little early to open up full capacity, but knowing the Rangers, they probably need as many fans as they can get in there because half the time the stadium's half full anyway. So full capacity for the Rangers may not mean. I think that for any team opening day, that's the day when it gets. Yeah. You're going to be packed pretty much anywhere. And then then after that, I mean. Yeah. The Rangers will fall off. They're just not very good. Yeah. Um. So, de- yeah, definitely. Um, I know we have a vaccine, but we're not out of the waters yet. I mean, yeah. a lot of people are not vaccinated yet. Uh, me, myself, I'm going to get it next week, my second dose. So I definitely think that we shouldn't stay out of the water. I'm a little scared, though, because, I mean, I'm I'm going to go to Dallas next next month to go to the Canelo fight. And, yeah, the way, <laughs> the way Texas is, man, is a little scary. But yeah. we'll just have to see. Um, but with that being said, man. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Sam, for being here. You bet. Thank another, you. Another good episode here. Um, we'll be here next week. Talk about the national champion. Talk about more NBA, more baseball definitely coming. Uh, you already know the NFL. Just, things are always happening. Yep. Um, and with that being said, guys, thank you. This is another episode of Swing the Miss. Hope you guys have a good Easter weekend. Hope you have a good holiday. And, yeah. Thank you, guys, and happy Easter to you all.